0: In to Oklahoma Breakdown. I am Matt Ravis. My podcasting partner is Jack Shields. We are brought to you by Crimson & Cream Machine, uh, Oklahoma's SB Nation community. Follow us on Twitter at CC Machine for all of the uh, newest Oklahoma updates. Not just on football. I remember, basketball season's coming up. Baseball, uh, we got you covered on all bases. Today's epito- episode, uh, we are previewing Oklahoma's matchup with Kansas State, Bill Snyder, Uh, comes down to norman it's homecoming everybody so that's uh that's pretty exciting right today we talked to eddie radosevich uh about the new uh beer sales in 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 oklahoma so not this year Uh, apparently next year it's a pilot program but you will be able to drink beer in gaylord family memorial stadium so we talked to eddie about that uh he's got a message for uh the uh Milk drinkers, I would say, who don't like the idea of alcohol in the stadium. So, um, yeah, we talked to Eddie today. I uh, definitely appreciate you tuning in to the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast. Coming up next, Eddie Radosovich. All right, we welcome in our guest, Sooner Scooper, my co worker, Eddie co host. Call you co host?
1: I don't know how, I don't know what the actual uh, name is. You get up really, really early? Yeah, I get up and kind of deliriously walk in at 5 o'clock in the morning and sit here for four hours, so it's not too bad.
0: Eddie Rodosovich, how are you, Eddie?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no problem, man.
0: We are in the, uh, the wake of the Kansas State game. Bill Snyder coming into town. Possibly, uh, and I don't want to say this in a morbid way, I'm not trying to say that he's going to die or anything, but this could be Bill Snyder's last trip to Norman.
1: It could theoretically. be, theoretically, it could be
2: his, like, 10th to last trip. So it's impossible to tell with him. So. Taco Bell keeps that man alive, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eddie, I guess we'll start here. Uh, news yesterday, or as of recording yesterday, uh, took, OU took its first step, bringing beer to Memorial Stadium.
1: Who would have thought? Who would have thought right? the day would come? Five
2: years ago, I would not have thought the day would come. We've only been calling for it for forever. Forever.
1: Yeah, it's it was uh, it was incredible, and I you know I I didn't go down a lot into the board of regents meeting, but it was one of those things that when the president of the university uh, you know says or puts it on the agenda, we knew it was going to probably be passed, and uh, they finally uh, I guess they're calling it a pilot program, and it was the kind of the same thing that OSU did uh, in Stillwater the way they ran it out, so it's a uh, it's a good thing. Like I I don't understand the people that like taking away the family atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. I just, like, I, A, Joe Castiglione and Jim Gallagher wouldn't put it out there if they thought it was going to ruin your game day atmosphere. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. Uh, and they're going to make a buku of money off of it. Yeah, so it's absolutely. a win-win.
2: Yeah.
0: No, Anytime those regents sniff money, I mean, you, you may as well uh, consider it passive. You have a
2: message to people who uh potentially against A message against for the that? soft society who are against this?
1: What, uh... What are the parameters of? You can say of, whatever uh, the hell you want. Yeah, you, I, I, you I just, I, I, think it's fuck. I, I think it's fucking stupid that yeah. people are like that. I, I just don't understand it. But at the same time, it's like, I guess if I had kids, like I'm 31, single, and don't really have kids. I don't, don't really. I, I don't have kids. Uh, I hope. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I guess I could understand if you're worried about taking your kids and, you know, they get beer spilled on them or something like that. But I haven't really, like, honestly. I haven't heard of any problems up at uh, Boone Pickens this season. No, I mean, and they, they didn't have any problems during baseball season.
2: No, not at all. And I mean, I, I, you know, take this for what you will, but they've said, you know, the reports from all these other schools, they've actually had a decreased number of alcohol related incidents over these past few years. Well, doesn't it like, cr- isn't it supposed to curb uh, binge pre- drinking? Pre game drinking and stuff yeah, like that. For yeah. Sure. So it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I'll buy it. But uh, one other sort of overlooked aspect of this. In the long run, or maybe even in the short term, do you think this
1: will ultimately help attendance for men's basketball at the LNC? I don't think it, I don't think it'll hurt. No, and like I, I I've already talked to some buddies that they would probably be more apt to get out of the house on a Tuesday night and go down to Norman to watch a game and have a couple beers, uh, than, uh, than you know what they have in the last couple years because I I, I don't think anybody that has uh you know. Covered OU or an OU fan or just gone down to Lloyd Noble or wherever call it collegiately, I mean numbers in college basketball are way down right now, mm-hmm. yeah. and I I just you have to figure out ways to get people in the stands, and you know I don't know how much that uh, I don't know I don't I really don't know how much it's hurt that the Thunder and are, are in town, and I see it, it feels like they've been around for so long that. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, when you go head-to-head with the Thunder, you're going to have a select group of people that go down to Norman yeah. every Monday, every Tuesday, every Saturday, whenever they play in the in the winter. And I just, uh, I, I definitely think it'll help. I, I don't see any drawbacks. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I guess you do have the to worry about, you know, people driving home and stuff like that. But, I mean, for the most part, I, I would hope everybody is responsible enough that it would never become a problem like that. I don't really envision you know,
2: anything out of the ordinary, honestly. No. I mean, if you're going to get tanked, you're probably sneaking some shit
1: in, and that's already happening. Yeah, you're but already it's, doing yeah, that. It's exactly. You're already a pro. And, yeah. and you might have a problem if you're doing that on like a Tuesday <laughs> night anyways. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. I guess so. But, uh, you're going to you know, be doing that anyways.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether it be at a game or wherever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now, keeping our Man of the People hat on here, you know, uh, for a second, let's— Talk about this Big 12 kickoff time. Yeah, yeah. With the, the uh, possibility of an OU Texas rematch, how badly did the Big 12 miss a layup here? I mean, I mean,
1: I, I, it sucks. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. 11 a.m. sucks for the fans. It sucks for the players. Uh, well, I don't know if it does suck for the players. We've talked to the players before about like getting up and playing. Is so much better than having to sit around in a hotel yeah. all day. Bob Stoops where. seemed
2: to like it. Oh I yeah, I, yeah,
1: I remember Shane Beamer was like very vocal about it here at the beginning of the season about how he loves it of getting the guys up and not having to worry about what they're doing all day and things like that. But uh, you know, it, it sucks. But at the same time, I don't know. A, you wouldn't want to go on Friday night. I don't think I'm a fan of that of going against the Pac-12 or you know flipping the Pac-12. Yeah. Say that they go in the afternoon sometime. I don't think you'd want to play that game on a Friday night. Uh, you don't want to go up against the SEC, so that leaves one of two options: you're going to play 11 a.m. or, you know, go against the ACC. And TV's just not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I I understand the frustration. I'm secretly, I've I've become a fan of the 11 a.m. game. I like getting done early, uh, just as far as <laughs> coverage wise, and not having to sit around until uh, four o'clock. Or, I mean, at uh, four a.m. or wherever, or wherever, whenever. But uh, it sucks. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the Big Twelve's kind of in a bad spot. But at the same time, I mean, if you want to go really Big Twelve homer spin, you could say that you have the entire country watching as well uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, I guess outside of the West Coast, maybe uh, the crazies that aren't getting up at 9 a.m. to watch that game. Yeah. But I mean,
2: I'd... OU Texas at 11 a.m. That is a big draw for that time. Size. Oh yeah, I mean, there's right. that side of it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, you know, it it seems like what are we like? Five, six weeks out now from yeah. December 1st uh, Everything is lining up Towards OU and Texas having a rematch But I'm sure one of the two teams will screw it up At some point yeah, I, I, I'm thinking so. I mean, right? Like, oh, oh, I could see Texas getting beaten. With it Stillwater being an 11 a.m. game, I'm
2: thinking OU is destined to be in this game. so that's, that's <laughs> I, one way to it. I, I
1: saw about a lot it. of people saying that yesterday. Is uh, they they have uh, they're well conditioned to the 11 a.m. Oh, yeah. game for yeah, sure. Absolutely.
2: I mean, you've got a routine at this point. I mean, we dealt with it last year with TCU. So, I mean, you you know you can get to Jerry World pretty early. I mean, yeah,
1: can, and you can. I've been pleasantly surprised in the times that I've covered games at Jerry World, just as far as like getting in and out, it seems like it's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, now, I haven't been there for, like, I guess I haven't left, like, immediately after a game, so I don't know. Yeah. It has to be easier than getting out of the uh, damn Texas State Fair, though. I've oh, heard horror oh, stories yeah, about Horrible.
2: that. Yeah. Horrible, yeah. I mean, especially if you're yeah. waiting for the light rail, that's a, that's a yes, bad one. Absolutely.
0: Uh, let's move on to uh, Spencer Rattler, OU commit out of yeah. Arizona. This a weird deal, and we probably won't know the extent of it due to um, privacy laws, yeah. all that sort of thing. But, um, I mean, do you think this is something OU fans need to be concerned about?
1: I mean, I don't know about concerned about is the right way to put it. I, I, I think that, you know, anytime a kid gets in trouble, it, it should raise some type of red flag. Uh, and, you know, with that said, I guess you have to say that Everything that we've known about Spencer Rattler is, you know, a good student, good kid. Uh, Maybe this is one of those deals that, you know, it's just a flash in the pan, hopefully. Uh, You know, maybe it's just one of those deals that... Uh, I, I, remember what I got into in high school or the situations that I got into. Yes. And I can't really project anything like that. So, uh, you would hope that it's a one-time deal and he learns from it or whatever it was. Uh, you know, I, I, I did think it was interesting the way that they labeled it, uh, in the, uh, Arizona Gazette story or whatever it was in uh, just as far as like a district policy, yeah. not a school yeah. policy, uh, which makes me think that it was something that happened on campus. But, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can. I, you can use your imagination on on uh, what high school kids do these days, but uh, it will be interesting. you know, I, I think it is interesting that uh, you know this is now the second quarterback that Lincoln Riley's gone after that's gotten in trouble in high school. Uh, Chris Robinson got arrested. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't in you know that obviously didn't work out. Uh, in Norman, and you know, I certainly don't think it's the same situation as uh, Spencer Rattler. I think that everything that we've learned about Spencer, he has his head on straight, probably a little bit more than Chris Robinson did coming out of high school, but maturity wise. But that's at least the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah the definitely. Way he yeah, he, he carries himself much. You know I, I haven't seen Spencer Rattler uh, wearing any yellow sunglasses <laughs> lately. Uh, but that was, uh, that was that was so bad. That's one of those pictures that in twenty years, Chris Robinson is going to have to look back and be like. He's going to have to own it and be like, yeah, I wore that. Uh, But, you know, hopefully it's a one-time deal. Uh, You know, everything in the fallout since the suspension or since the announcement of the the suspension has been, uh, you know, Oklahoma still plans to sign him in December, and there's no change about that. So uh, if it doesn't bother Oklahoma and, you know, specifically uh, Lincoln Riley uh, and uh, Joe Castiglione and, you know, everybody that's probably had to kind of voice their opinion on it – I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I mean, it does suck for him that he's uh, gonna have to sit and watch his team play. And you know, I don't know if it's gonna end up costing him a state championship, but it's something he's gonna have to live with.
0: I mean, he's like one of the best Arizona football players of all he's time from high school. Oh I mean, yeah, he's, I just can't believe that they would just rule him. And, and again, we don't know what. If you, actually happened,
1: if you want to be a real conspiracy, if you want to be a real conspiracy theorist. I think he set, like, the Arizona State record, like, two weeks ago for passing all-time. Hmm. wonder if they—you <laughs> almost wondered like, last week. did they yeah. hold on to it? Yeah, uh, our yeah. guy Josh McQuishan was going to—he was literally 12 hours away from getting on a plane to go see Spencer Rattler. And uh, the story breaks that he was going to sit out, and, you know, ESPN put it out because he, the game was being televised yeah. on ESPN. And, you know, is quote-unquote, an MCL injury. Who knows if he really had a knee injury, but— uh, yeah, it was. It's a tough situation. Uh, he's gonna, you know, the thing that sucks for him is come uh, All Star Game week, he's gonna have to go down to San Antonio and kind of, I guess, face the music a little bit and talk mm-hmm. to reporters about what. I don't know if you can necessarily get into what happened, but uh, that'll be a big week for him. I, I certainly don't think he's gonna lose his fifth star on Rivals, but uh, you know, he can't go out there and, you know, I guess, shit the bed and yeah, things things could go differently. But you know, who who cares that 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 kind of stuff. Uh, as far as star rankings, he'll already be, have been signed. It won't really matter by then. So, uh, you know, the one thing that I, you know, the the bigger deal for me with Spencer Rattler is uh, he's not going to graduate early. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I, if you've seen how that's unfolded in Stillwater, uh, you know, I, I think Spencer Sanders would be the starter right now yeah, if he would have been there in June. And uh, it's it's just one of those deals. It's like nowadays, if you want to start as a freshman, you almost have to get there in June. It's it's just uh, it's so hard to kind of play catch up and. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Austin Kendall and Tanner Mordecai over the summer if, uh, if Rattler, uh, or I guess during the spring, if Rattler, uh, doesn't get there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now moving on to the team itself, the defense, you know, yards per play and stuff like that. It seemed like a lot of efficiency numbers sort of stayed the same, but the one real big difference you saw was, uh, on third
1: downs. Yeah.
2: That's, that's a well Getting off the field is wild. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much better things go when you get off the field on third down, but, uh you know, did well in certain areas. You know,
1: which change that you saw this past week do you think seemed to be the most impactful? It's it's really generic, and it's kind of a cliche answer, but just, like, the simplicity of everything. Yeah. You didn't have guys, and I know, I mean, every anybody that's watched No U game the last six years, honestly, would get so frustrated when they would look over to the sidelines. It was like the offense doing the same thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you burn a timeout, and— you know who knows what happens in the Texas game if you don't have to burn two timeouts early in the second half. So they
0: didn't do that at all last week, did they? No, they, they didn't. Have they, a
1: they they didn't call a timeout the entire game. Which like I I would have to it would take some time <laughs> to go back and look to see when those last time that that happened was. That's but been
2: a gripe for years. Yeah, That's what I mean. like, like it's bit. just
1: it's a waste of a it's a waste of a timeout. Like yeah. I you should never have to use a timeout unless there's you know I could understand a fourth and one at the thirty with the game on the line and yeah. they bring somebody out and you know you look at the formation you call a timeout or something but. Uh, You know, I thought it was really interesting after the game that Ruff and McNeil talked about how at noon on Wednesday, they don't add anything. And you talked to Robert Barnes, uh, we did on Tuesday, or you talked to – hell, you talked to Kenneth Murray or Curtis Bolton after the game. Just the idea of kind of knowing, I think, what you're doing as opposed to, like, reacting to a call, I think did wonders for him. And, you know, we'll see. I – there were still guys open. I thought Michael Collins missed some throws there, especially in the second half. Uh, you know, and they're going to be tested when they go to Lubbock uh, next week with Alan Bowman, uh, obviously with Will Greer, and then you know whoever whoever they run out in the Big Twelve Championship if they get there. But I thought it was important that you know the I think the the Ruffin McNeil quote about um, I think it's a cloudy mind, cloudy feet or something like that. Forgot what the verbatim was, but uh, I, I think that has done wonders, and I don't think that. It's a coincidence that they tackled better, uh, with with all that. So it was better. I mean, it was it was definitely improved. They got off the field on third down. That's all you can ask for after what we saw at the Cotton Bowl. And uh, you know, I, I they still need to uh, probably get some better play out of those guys up front. But it's kind of a work in progress. When I, I like to think that they bottomed out at the Cotton Bowl and you, they're starting to work their way back up. So. Uh, it's almost like you have the lowest of expectations right now for this group. And uh, so you're pleasantly surprised when they do anything. And I, that's kind of a harsh way to put it. But after what we saw in uh, you know, against Texas and then obviously what they did against Army when they got the ball rammed down the throat, this week is kind of the same, same test uh, as far as can you get off the field, can you build a lead, and uh, you know, specifically can you, can you be physical with people? And I, I think that question is, is largely looming right now with this group. That is a perfect segue into our next question. You know, you've
2: had a few uh, rumblings from Bill Schneider and others. You know, mentioning something about trying to, you know, control the clock and sure. sort of emulating not not obviously with the triple option, but you know, sort of emulating with Ar- what, uh, what 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 uh, Army did trying to, uh, you know, chew up a bunch of the clock and control time of possession and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, this Kansas State offense it obviously doesn't jump off the page as far as all the metrics are concerned, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not at all. But uh Do you think OU fans should be a bit concerned
1: about this particular matchup coming in? I don't know if concern would be the right word. Maybe cautious. Yeah. uh, For sure. I mean, this team has every chance that they've had to get physical with a team. They haven't. And, you know, I'm not definitely not saying they've cowered at the idea of getting physical, but... Army ran the ball down the throat. Texas, when when you needed a stop on third and one or third and three, you couldn't get it against Texas. You got dragged by L.J. Humphrey. Uh, you got dragged by, uh, you know, whoever uh, was back there. So uh, they, they've, they've struggled with it. I don't think it's going to change overnight. But I do think that you can maybe make a step in the right direction this week as far as— getting a couple stops early. And, you know, it's kind of cliche to say about these these teams that want to run the ball on Oklahoma, but if you can get them in a hole early, which, you know, I think that they'll have an opportunity to on Saturday, uh, you can take advantage of what they want to do, kind of almost flip the game plan on them. Yeah. And uh, – that's that's what they did in twenty twelve when they when uh Kansas State came down here and won. Uh that's what they did a couple years ago when they were trying to keep it close. They owned the time of possession and it seemed like OU was never on the field. So uh it'll be interesting though. I I I, I don't know. I kind of struggle with it just for the fact that I think this isn't a normal Kansas State team as far as they struggle so much offensively. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they've, they've started to head in the right direction with Skylar Thompson finally yeah. kind of, I guess, implementing himself as the quarterback up there or Bill Snyder putting him in there. But uh, it's been so tough for them to move the ball. And, you know, even going back to the – I think it was the Oklahoma State game up in Manhattan, OSU had multiple opportunities to be up by seven ten points at yeah. halftime. And mm-hmm. that game probably – it it definitely turned one way. It might have turned the other way had they been able to build a lead. So, uh, you know, it, it certainly helps when you play in Norman. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. They're, they need big games out of those guys that, uh, you know, like a Ronnie Perkins and Neville Gallimore. Uh, I think you'll see more of that four man front that you saw last week against TCU, and it seemed to seemed to help a little bit. And it'll be uh, it'll be interesting if they can build off what they did down in uh, Fort Worth.
2: Now, circling back to this alcohol discussion, Joe C., he cited a decreased desire to pound booze outside as sort of a reason for the decrease in alcohol-related incidents, which is what sort of we mentioned earlier. But uh, to the best of your recollection, and I stress that, what's the sloppiest you've ever gotten before a home game, and what were you drinking?
1: Oh, man. It probably would have been in college for sure. Uh, Let's hope so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was an OU Nebraska game. Uh, it was actually the night I, I I said on air it was a Kansas game, and somebody corrected me. It was the it was a Nebraska game. It was the night. Uh, it was two thousand eight. Uh, the night of uh, the Texas, Texas Tech, Michael Crabtree game. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember, like, being passed out at my buddy's house. Everybody, you know, at my fraternity brother's house, everybody's, like, out in the front, and I'm back in one of the rooms. And I distinctly remember, like, the roar and, like, looking (laughs) up and seeing Crabtree, like, tipping toe down the sidelines. And it was, like, one of those, like... <sighs> All right, that's cool. And then just immediately <laughs> passing back out before we went back out to the bars that night. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty slop. Uh, honestly, it seemed like sometimes the away games, like if you didn't travel, yeah, that was the day to like really get yeah, shit faced. Exactly. And uh, Miami was pretty sloppy. Uh, the the away game yeah, Miami yeah, yeah. that would have been two thousand nine. Yeah. Uh that was pretty sloppy. Uh there was bedlam games when I had buddies come down though that I mean anytime the OSU comes down or anytime that we went up to Stillwater as a group, that was that was always a pretty good time. And then obviously um OU Texas weekend for like five years was kind of like just like a blur. I I, I tweeted about it during the OU Texas week uh this past year, but like staying at the Adams Mark was one of the most like incredible spring break in Dallas, Texas experiences of all time. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's funny you bring that up. Uh, I did Hotwire this year for a group of friends and I this year to stay at OU Texas, and it put us at the Sheraton, which used to be the Adams mark. And uh, it's still alive. Is it? You know, it's girls throwing up in the lobby and shit like that and crying (laughs) for no reason. It's the, you know... Whole th- whole deal. I mean, it was a bit more of a mixed OU Texas yeah, situation this it, time around. It
1: was I would say from like two thousand four ish to two 2000- thousand shit. I mean, as long as I was there, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, it was probably seventy-five to eighty percent OU. I would
2: say so. Yeah, like absolutely. maybe even
1: like nine into the ninety percent aisle. Yeah. Like it was it was a phenomenal time and I just always like kept remembering or I kept thinking like each year when we would get ready to book it. It's like I can't believe they're letting us come oh, back. Yeah. Like, I, what's the point? What am I missing here? This
2: whole property just gets destroyed. Like, they mustly, like,
1: like, like every
2: time, like people stealing, looking like know, motley
0: crew up in there, yes. know, stealing yeah, stealing art
2: and stuff like that, and ripping down exit signs and stuff like that. There was a lot of that, and, you know. It just you know, vomit everywhere.
1: And they might have, they might as well not even have put up like no smoking signs <laughs> because
2: yeah, absolutely. people would just
1: smoke wherever yeah. wherever you were in that building. Yeah. It was just incredible.
2: Yeah, it was definitely unique for sure. Um, now, let's see here. We're going to the rapid fire. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. What's your favorite campus corner establishment?
1: Uh, probably 747.
2: Okay. Now, going back to campus corner establishments of yesteryear, which are no longer with us. What's your favorite one of those?
1: Uh, can I go with Brothers? Yeah, I mean, it's st- it's technically is it still on campus? It, I, like have it's, they, they moved it? where like Step, Step the Brothers was right, yeah, yeah, right? That's that's near kinda, that kinda yeah. Brothers on Wednesday night, uh, like my freshman and sophomore year going yeah. into uh, college, that was like that was epiphany. That yeah. was like the place to be. Uh, I remember they had a they had a band uh, Nello used to play there. And like Nello, they, uh, one of my buddies had Nello come play at his like wedding. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, Nello's like, since then has like kind of gotten big, yeah. but it was like the perfect college bar though. Yeah. It was so awesome. Very easy to get the X off Absolutely. Yes. About yes, absolutely. About yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the only place in the world that like you knew they were watering down the beer. Yeah. You knew Keith oh, yeah. was watering down the beer and it's like, nah, it's all right.
2: <laughs> Speaking of watered down beer, that's about to bring me to another question here. Um, uh, what would you estimate are the most beers you ever drank at Mister Bill's in one sitting? Oh my god! Or one night at least.
1: There were a couple like bingo nights. The was that like on Wednesday or Thursdays? Uh, it was during the week. Yeah, yeah it was mean, a week night. Yeah. Um, I lived at the Fiji House my sophomore year, so we would just we'd just walk, walk over. over yeah. and it was awesome. Uh, like that is one thing that kids are being like deprived of yeah. is an experience of Mister Bill's because like that was the. That was like Brothers—it was like a—I don't know if people like this, but it was like a trashier Brothers, and oh, yeah. I absolutely loved every oh, yeah. second of it. Honestly, it was one of those deals like you just would lose track. Uh, there was a lot of firsts at Bill's. Probably <laughs> those mugs were just amazing, too. Yeah. Like, they were very
2: big, but they were always— Weren't they, they like, were just perfect probably like for chugging. six or eight ounces? I, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It, it was, you know, probably— I mean, I'm sure that beer. I'm like, sure that we ran like,
1: through 25 or 30 yeah. of those easily, yeah, absolutely, easily,
2: and you wouldn't be full either. I mean, it was no. it was a very unique situation. You
1: knew you were shit faced when you were uh, ordering food at Bills, <laughs>
2: yeah, and it was all they actually, a, it was actually not bad. They had like a chicken enchilada queso there, there's something like that yes. that was bomb. I remember, yeah, yeah I, I definitely had that a few times and was not ashamed of it. It was fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of food, though, what's the go to order at Diamond Dogs? Uh,
1: I. You know, as odd as it is, I don't stray too far off the like beaten path. I think their cheeseburger is like very underrated for Campus Corner. I've never had which it, which is like insane at Diamond Dogs. Like you would think you'd go straight hot dog. Yeah, uh, I think it. There, I think their burger might be one of the better burgers though in Norman. As odd as that mm-hmm. is, uh, and then uh, the uh, just the a chili cheese dog with everything minus the mustard. There you go. You get like three or four of those, and you're pretty good for the day.
2: Hell yeah. Uh, Favorite all-time moment at Owen
1: Field? Man, that's a good question. I mean, probably, like, I'll give you two. Like, growing up, probably was OU Nebraska for, like, any kid yeah. any kid that grew up in, you know, that era. I got on the field
2: as a sixth grader. That yeah. was I mean, that was a unique experience. Okay, so I was in – uh, I would
1: have been in – 2000, I would have been in eighth grade. Yeah. So, uh, like, I remember, like, getting there early for game day. And all that was, like, so unique at the time. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I remember going to games when – like, with my family when it was, like – I think it would have been 97, maybe. A in the Blake oh, area. Oh, a ghost yeah. town in, like – uh I remember sitting through like a 70 to 3 game, like a Texas A&M game, a uh, the I think there was like a 79-6 Nebraska game. Yeah, there were a few of those, I that, think. That uh that was like in 96, 97, 98 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh so definitely the 2000 OU Nebraska game was probably like the first like I guess the first taste of like what was about to happen, like a kind of a kind of a cock tease, if you will. Yeah. Uh and then probably 2008 OU Tech was pretty awesome. Uh, that was just kind of like I, – I knew a bunch of the players. I was friends with Sam. We went to high school together yeah. up north. So it was like – that was like kind of a very meaningful game. Uh Just kind of like a holy shit, this is happening type type yeah. feel. Uh, as far as like covering a game at OU, since I started uh, working for The Scoop – there's been a lot of good games. I mean, I mean, I thought even though they lost, I thought OU Notre Dame in 2012 was awesome. Like I thought the scene was great. That, that scene was amazing. The entire day was awesome. Uh, th- really, that that entire series, even, even like the follow up trip in 2013 was amazing to yeah. South Bend. Yeah. that's probably that and uh, the trip to Knoxville is definitely yeah. by far and away. And Ohio State, those are my three favorite. Uh, probably have to go like 4A would be Tallahassee. They've yeah, been those yeah. those all been good trips, but uh you know, Tech was awesome in 2008 and then um what year was the Bedlam uh, brennan Clay overtime touchdown? Oh, 2012. 20, 2012, yeah. yeah. That was a, probably a pretty good that was a pretty good atmosphere in game. Um uh, so yeah, those are those are probably three that stick out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude, I I went to I think it was all the road games you mentioned except for Ohio State. I really Ohio State was awesome. Regret missing that one. The one that surprised me the most, I think, was Florida State with how raucous that. Yeah, that, grew. Yeah. that, no, that was, crazy. was. I a year later, I went to grad school there because of it because I was I was impressed by the environment. Tallahassee's That's not like, a place. Tallahassee's n- not, not bad. a bad
1: place to. uh, Tallahassee reminds me a little bit of, and this might be a terrible comparison. Go for it. It reminds me a little bit of Morgantown and kind of a like a trashy bar scene no, type I way yes totally very do you Absolutely. see that very, yeah. Yeah. no
2: you nailed it on the head with that <laughs> as far as just like the bar scene well, yeah. like go- not
1: the, definitely not the towns okay. the town it, it reminds me of
2: Columbia South Carolina they're basically clones okay. essentially because yeah. they're both capitals they're both yeah. out. Two hundred and fifty thousand people, both full of you know pretty good looking women. So, you play you know.
0: people, you know, though, and you hear, oh, the fans, so gracious, so happy to have you. That was not my experience in Tallahassee. No, it was no. not. No,
2: no,
1: I, not. I do remember like pulling up. Uh, we're we're pulling up to like the media lot or whatever, and uh, I remember seeing like these coeds walk by with like these jeans with their asses hanging out, yeah, and I, cow, I turned to cowgirls. I yeah. turned to Carrie, and I was like. I think we're here. That's what I think we've made it. Did she really? She did,
2: yeah. Yeah, she's legendary for that. Tallahassee
1: she's... is... I mean, I could see why people... Like, you see those videos online or, like, um, you know, like Old Row or Schmacked or whatever. Yeah. And it's like... I could see why people want to go to school here. A
2: month after starting grad school, I concluded, if I would come here for undergrad, I would not have graduated. It, like, I loved OU. OU was a lot of fun. OU, you know, it could definitely be a party, but just a little, I guess... I don't know, fewer inhibitions down in uh, Tallahassee, I guess. I mean, it's, I guess, a little more, not politically, but a
1: little more liberal of an No, no, for I mean, sure. It's, I think it's that you definitely... get the same thing in, uh, like, uh, you know, Phoenix and yeah, Scottsdale or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've always, like, don't get me wrong. I loved my time at Oklahoma. I loved everything about it. But, uh, like, you see you see videos from, like, Madison yeah. and, like, Tallahassee yeah. and, like, these huge-ass party schools it's like, man, I, I kind of wish I would have been able world. to uh, experience that. OU can hold that. its
2: own, but it was basically – it was largely restricted to Greek life right. uh, as far as that right. kind of stuff right. is concerned. I mean, and I got down to Norman were...
1: a year after they went, yeah. quote-unquote, dry. So you had to be, like, really careful about everything. Like, that was still when uh, – oh, what's it called? Uh, IFC was yeah, still, like, they were, real yeah. big and everything. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, – I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's still a great school to go to, and um, – It's just fun to see everybody else, how they get down.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely an experience. Uh, Now, one final question. Or actually, we got one more. You think Trey Sermon's going to play on Saturday?
1: No. I I think that they'll hold him out on Saturday. I think he's been – I don't even think he's practiced this week. So, uh, I think that they'll give him this week – in anticipation of being ready for uh Lubbock. Gotcha. And that it just seems like that's kind of the way that everything's been moving towards. I think Marquise Brown will play this week, or at least try to give it a go. Um uh, I think it's one of those situations with Trey Sermon that like they're really lucky that he got away with a kind of a another Yeah like he, he avoided another massive injury. He's had like Two major scares yeah. in the last oh, what yeah, that seven months. Game, I thought
2: he was done. Yeah. It's
1: I yeah. thought this one was worse just really? as far as like watching it live. Okay. Like I thought he broke his leg. Uh, and you know, it sounds like he's gotten away with like no torn wow. ligaments or broken bones, obviously. Uh, so I, I think that he'll be fine uh, moving forward, but I do think they'll uh I guess kinda take it slowly with him. Gotcha. And uh and I I would be a little surprised if he played on Saturday. But with that said, as well as Oklahoma's offensive lines playing right now, I think Kennedy Brooks is you know he he I don't know if like last week was I guess I guess when you rush for a career high you have to call it your breakout game but uh, that was kind of a breakout game for him I mean yeah. 168 yards or whatever it was uh, I I think he runs the ball extremely well and they kind of complement each other really yeah, it, well so n-
2: nothing about his running style really you know wows you necessarily it's weird but isn't it, it? it it's it, it looks like I was watching the riley show with my dad and he was like man i guess uh that kennedy brooks has long legs or something like that cuz it looks like he's not running very fast and i'm thinking deceptive maybe he's just not really that fast <laughs> i mean but i mean he obviously is really efficient i mean he's has great instincts it seems like great yeah. vision and i mean with, if you're running behind an offensive line like that then i mean you're there, gonna it, be in good shape it's not a
1: coincidence that they're really starting to kind of I don't know if turn the corners the right word because they played okay all year, but they're really starting to play yeah. extreme. Like one of those groups that everybody thought this group could be one of the better groups in the country. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, uh, I think it was after the, might've been after the Iowa state game, uh, beat said something to the effect of, he thought this group could be better than they were last year. And I remember tweeting that out and people thought that that was like the craziest thing that had ever been said. Yeah. But you're, I think you're starting to see a little cohesion with Creed Humphrey and, um, you know the thing with Kennedy Brooks too is is the fact that he led DFW as a senior in rushing. Like, yeah. he is a extremely accomplished running back yeah. as far as, uh, you know, I think he won the Landry Award uh, in the DFW area, uh, metro, his senior season, and he was going to play last year if he didn't have the shoulder injury. So, um, they, I, I think they found something with him, and it certainly helps when you have an offensive line like, uh, like the group that they have yeah, up there right exactly.
2: now, especially one that's clicking at the yeah, run. absolutely. So, one final thing. What is your favorite OU related conspiracy theory?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Uh the man. I love conspiracy theories too. Uh, like OU football, or just like OU anything. OU
2: maybe football, but in general, yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. Okay, maybe Warren is a vampire. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know about that. I I have heard like weird things. Uh, about like the statues and stuff across the street from uh, David Boren's house that I don't know what that like the president's house I don't know if it means anything but I'm sure you can Google it and see uh, I won't I won't divulge it here on the uh, podcast but uh, probably I I think the the one that's always been good is that there was like a a handshake agreement that Lincoln Riley wouldn't get rid of Mike Stoops, Yeah, uh, which (laughs) looking back on it, he might've, he he probably should have about five months ago, (laughs) but uh, you know, that that there was some kind of agreement that they would keep Mike Stoops on. uh, You know, I, that one's always kind of got me. uh, I'm like blanking on, on really good ones now that I feel like I'm going to be driving away from here. And I'm like, ah, that was one that I should the have said. The one
2: that I keep bringing up to people, and I I don't necessarily believe this, but people keep encouraging me and enabling me after I bring it up, and it's that Boren decided to build those dorms on Lindsay Street just to kill tailgating. That's I mean, I I don't think that's true, but it's sort of in the back of my mind. You think maybe...
1: There's nothing to make me think that that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like mean, that, was, that was like one of the lowest... That was one of the lowest points of like OU fandom, just as far as yeah. knowing that tailgating had been killed on Lindsay because that was like you talk about like the most drunk atmospheres yeah. you, you've been in in college. That just walking up and down Lindsay yeah. Street from you know whenever to whenever before a game, uh, drinking Boone's Farm at nine a.m. It's like <laughs> that was that was the height of college experience, and uh, and yeah, he killed it. And now it turns out that that was like a
2: Very ill-conceived. Yeah, like uh, a
1: massive money blow to the university uh, with nobody living in those dorms anymore. Good thing nobody said
0: that at the time. Oh, wait, everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Every person said that, which is, you know, in a way, I I guess— you know, David Bourne's obviously gonna be remembered for a lot of things and you know, a lot of good things for what Mostly he did for possibly, the university. Yeah, the last few years but were a little bumpy, but his yeah. uh, his love affair with uh, national merit scholars will always yes. that will always be like the number one thing that gets brought up when his name is, Absolutely. Uh, is brought up. So it's it's kind of funny.
0: All right. Well I think that's gonna do it for us, Eddie. Thank you so much for your time. Um you can follow Eddie on Twitter at Eddie underscore Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Staff Absolutely. writer, videographer for Sooner Scoop, part of the franchise morning show. Uh, as well Eddie appreciate your time oh unofficial absolutely. 40 podcast yeah well. absolutely want to plug unofficial
1: that, so. for, uh, 40 podcast and then uh, the uh, Lexus uh, Eskridge or Eskridge Lexus uh, post podcast we're so all on iTunes Stitcher and Google Play it's, it's fun yeah follow Eddie on Twitter was fun it's up there it's time guys. It.
0: big thank you to Eddie Radosovich, uh my co-worker at the franchise for coming on the podcast uh, he mentioned all of his Twitter uh, credentials, his, his, his unofficial 40 podcast, uh, Sooner Scoop work, all of that. Definitely follow Eddie. One of the best in the business as far as covering uh, OU football, as far as covering, co- covering po- college football, as far as I'm concerned. Eddie does a great job, so definitely appreciate him coming on the podcast. Uh, and One more little housekeeping thing. I wanted to thank Gracie Terrell from Bring on the Cats, which is Kansas State's SB Nation blog. Uh, we had a whole 40-plus minute interview with her uh, that was lost due to some uh, technical difficulties Seems like it's something every week. So uh, appreciate your patience as we continue to work through some of those technical difficulties. And I uh, just wanted to throw bring on the cats and Gracie a, a-, a bone because that was a wonderful interview. And uh, honestly, I'm really really bummed that we lost it. That's really frustrating. Uh, but we still have a uh, still had a great show today. So again, definitely appreciate Eddie. Appreciate Gracie. Uh, and uh, yeah, on be- on behalf of Jack Shields, I am Matt Ravis. Thank you so much for listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast. We'll be back next week.